Yo, welcome back or welcome to the Educated Food Podcast. I am one half of the Educated Foods. This is Dr. J. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. Welcome back to another week, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to another week, another episode. Like I say every week, like us, rate us, review us, follow us, share us, um, do all those things as we try to grow this Educated Food Empire. Um, This week, um, we got a couple topics I think the theme around this, um, and I didn't even discuss it with you, Jarrell, but I just thought of it right now in this intro. It's like mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Just mind your goddamn business. Mind your business. Um, It might be the theme of this episode. Um, But before we hop into the topics, let's uh, check in. How you doing this week, man? I'm doing good, brother. And we are on Labor Day weekend. So that means a three-day weekend. We also had commencement on Friday. So... We literally, I've kind of been on a four-day weekend because commencement wasn't like a huge thing. It was just volunteering. We were reading, I was reading names of the graduates and stuff like that at commencement. And so after that, we shut our offices down and we were out for the day. And so I think this is a four-day weekend that everyone really needed because we have so many changes happening at our particular college. And um, I think that, you know, sometimes just like with students, people get a little transition fatigued. Uh, We have some great work going on, but it is a heavy lift on a lot of different fronts. And no one's complaining about it either, which is the great thing about it. It's just that it is a lot of work. And so we deserve this three-day weekend for sure. How about you, brother? What's going on in your world? Um, Everything is good. Like I said, our graduation was like a month ago. Um, So we've been, you know... um, Work has been slowing down. Obviously, it's the summer, so things are slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently sitting in the New Orleans hotel room for a work for a conference for work. Um, so, got flew in not too long ago, so I'm super sleepy. My flight was 7 a.m. from <laughs> L.A. Um, I live what an hour away from the airport, so I had to get up super early to get to the airport. So, a little sleepy, but we're gonna get this episode in, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're gonna yeah. keep it rocking and rolling. So. Um, usually I, I lead us in, but where you want to start this week? Yeah, brother. I think the most pressing thing, especially in Manjo business territory is the story about the young lady who was on a flight who saw a man next to her. And, and I use the term lightly man next to her. He was texting, you know, I can't believe that, you know, they let these black people on the plane. I wish they would start hiking up fares. So I wouldn't have to sit next to all these black, uh, these big black people. He was like, whoever he was flying with one of his, I guess it was his buddy or his brother or something like that. He was like, he's over there next to some really huge black lady. And the woman that was sitting next to him actually saw the text. Like most of us can see when someone else is texting on a plane, right? Like we're sitting right next to each other in these uncomfortably closely seats, regardless of how much you pay, even with first class, like those seats are tiny as crap. So you're going to see some texts and he definitely, she definitely saw his text and laid him out, laid him out. And I feel like, Justice was served for me, too, because I had a situation when I was in college 
where someone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe all these black people are getting on this plane. This isn't spirit. Why are they on? No, it wasn't spirit. It was air train at the time because that was the cheaper mode of transportation back before spirit. Right. Air train. And so he was like, I can't believe they letting all these black people on the plane and all that kind of stuff like that. And I sat there quiet and I feel like I should have said something. And so in that moment, when I saw this, I was like, yes, sister, do it for all of us, because I have literally sat through this same thing and didn't say anything because I was like, I'm black. I'm on a plane. I'm a man. They might try to come up on here and get me off, put me on a no fly list, which I mean, let's just be honest. I hate planes anyway, <laughs> so I really wouldn't. But if I want to get out of this country every now and again, I'm, I want that option. I don't want that option taken from me at all. So I didn't say anything, but I felt like justice was done in that moment. And I, I felt great about it and great about her confronting him. And I take it that you have a difference in opinion. So <laughs> I'm going to let you rock. <laughs> I, I, um, I do, honestly. Um and I think it starts from the beginning, like the very, very beginning. Like, why are you looking at my fucking phone? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, why are you all over my shoulder um, looking at my phone? Um, I, and that's for me, that's where the mind, mind your business um, comes in at. Right. Because you, by you seeing with the, like watching him text these things. Now you've like ruined your space like you've ruined your moment you and your trip and all that could have been avoided if you just minded your business right if you weren't reading people text messages you wouldn't have known you were sitting next to an asshole right mm. we sit next to assholes all the time on planes we just don't know it because we're named in a business so it's mm. just one of those things where for me it's, it's like when my wife asks for an update from somebody and I'm like, I don't know. I don't ask those type of questions, right? Like I mind my business. I don't ask how your relationship is doing. If I don't know you all that well, cause I don't want the, never really want the real answer. Cause if you give me like, it's bad. Now I got to sit there and like deal with your bad relationship. Um, so I just don't really ask questions. I mind my business. And I felt like in that moment, a lot of drama, a lot of headache, a lot of hurt um, could have been avoided. If you ain't looking at other people's phone. Now, I'm not by any way excusing um, that man's way of thought, that man's way of living, how he feel about us as people. Um, he's trash. Clearly, he's trash. Um, his friends are trash. His family that he probably associates with is trash as well, right? Because no one, the text message didn't say, stop, you're foul, don't say that. They could be nice people. It was, they were good with it. They They were they were in agreement with what he was saying. Um, but there's just so many spaces you're going to be in where people don't want you in that space. Like you at work, you in your office, there's somebody in your office and your work more than likely don't want you in their space as a black person. Um, so why invite that into your space? Like that's, that's kind of where I stand on it. So like, am I mad that she did it? Nah, not really like to each his own, but if you mind your business, Stop looking at my text messages. Your feelings wouldn't have been hurt and we wouldn't be on this plane arguing. <laughs> um, huh. I think that's why my sister-in-law got a privacy screen on her phone. <laughs> like, so okay. no, one can, no one can see it but her. It's just like, it's just, but, it's just wild to me. Like, and it happens all yeah. the time. Like, this isn't, yeah. this isn't a, a one-off. We see this every couple months. Um, black right, people get on right. the plane. They sit next to a racist white person. That racist white person is texting um, their family 
racist shit. And then a black person, you know, obviously wants to defend themselves because now you're hurt. Um, and I'm like, yo, all that could be avoided if you just stop looking at people's phones. Like, just... Mm. But I also feel like it also could have been avoided by you just minding your business, white man, by just, you know, doing that after you get off the plane, right? Like, you're sitting so close in proximity to someone and you're texting something and you don't have a screen protector or something that dims your phone so you know that anybody and their mama can see the phone. And so it would behoove you to just mind your business about who's on the flight and then share that story after you get off the plane, which is what a lot of us do, right? Unless it's Mm -hmm. just an egregious situation, right? Like I've sat next to people who have stunk on planes Mm -hmm. and I've suffered through it because I was like, uh, and I didn't say anything. Like I ain't text nobody. I ain't do all that other stuff. I'd just be like, you know what? Let me just sit here, mind my business, put my earphones in, Maybe, you know, put my head over here so I won't have to smell it as much or whatever have you or get up, see if I can get another seat so that, you know, I can not be in a situation where I'm smelling this person the entire flight. And he could have done that, right? Like he could have been like, you know what? I don't want to sit next to no black person or whatever have you. And so I'm just going to get up and move or I'm going to, you know, do what I have to do until I get off this plane. What I think where I think white people getting us messed up in this country right now is the fact that they think that every time something egregious happens to us, we're going to just sit around and take it. And what I do love, and also this is not a, a historical, right? Like black people have been doing this for, since we've been brought over here, right? Like we have not been taking shit from white people. Like I hate that old saying, like we are not our ancestors. No, our ancestors were worse than we were because they had uprisings, they had rebellions of you know slavery and stuff like that in this country, and they've been doing that shit forever, and we're following along in their footsteps in some very interesting ways. And so I just think personally that if you're going to invade into black people business, you should get cussed out. Period. Don't don't say, you know, like, I wish they start raising prices on airfare so black people can't get on. But what does that mean for you then? It means that you might not be able to afford it if they raise those prices up on airfare because you don't know what these black people can afford or whatever have you. So mind your business and stop being in black people business. I mean, and that part was funny because it was like you sitting in coach with us. (laughs) Right. You sitting right there. In coach with me, like, like if if that's if that's an issue, uh, upgrade your seat, spend more money. Um, like I said, I get I get everything you're saying, right? Um, but once again, it just boils down to the point of like, don't look at my shit. Like, what if what if I'm sending? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm sending or sexting somebody. Like, I don't need you all in my messages, mm-hmm. <laughs> reading my messages over my shoulder. Uh, you don't like no matter what I'm talking about. You shouldn't be looking at what I'm reading. Um, you should be minding your business, looking at your own phone. Um, and yeah, I've I've been in multiple situations where you know something wild is happening, and I want to text my wife right away, but you know I wait, right? I wait because people are nosy. People do be looking at your stuff, um, mm-hmm. so you know I wait till I see her or till I'm in a space where I'm. I know I can get this text off without whoever invading my privacy. I think that's the biggest thing, just the invasion of privacy part of it it's it's kind of bothersome to me right like this dude was texting something foul so it's i don't want to say justified but like he got caught texting something foul but what if it was something else like just mm-hmm. people mind your business like mind it. everybody mind your business it don't matter 
where you at, what setting you're in. Stop jumping into conversations. Stop jumping into situations that don't involve you. Um, and this can lead us right into Mina Masad, who jumping into business that don't involve him. Um, or maybe it does. We'll see. <laughs> so <laughs> as we quickly transition yeah. to Mina Masad, because Little Mermaid opened up this weekend to like 95 million or something like that. Yeah. Um, so number one. And still countless. And still counting. I took I took my uh, I took my oldest to go see it Saturday. So mm-hmm. we went and saw the movie. It's it's a it's a great movie on the long side for me, um, on the very on the long side, definitely for my four year old. Hour and a half in, yeah. she was like, "Is it over?" <laughs> <laughs> Two hours in, she was like, "It got to be over. It is over." Like she was declaring. This movie is done, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's a good movie. Oh my um, really good, good, really good remake. Really good live action. Um, Halle Berry did her thing. Bailey did her thing. Um, it was just a really, really good movie. Really dope movie. Um, I like they they fix some continuity, some and some storyline issues from the original cartoon. Um, so it was a really okay. good movie. But anyway, uh, about two weeks ago now. Mina Masad, who is the actor who played Aladdin in the live-action Aladdin movie, um, he was on Twitter, and he was letting his Twitter mm-hmm. fingers go because he was responding to projected box offices for Little Mermaid. Um, and he went on to simply state that um, he didn't think it would cross the million-dollar uh, threshold just because he feels like his movie Aladdin was a, was able to reach multiple audiences um, and they were able to watch it multiple times. I'm guessing he's saying because it's a Black Little, black little Mermaid, it's not going to reach as many white audiences, even though he's forgetting the fact that he's an Egyptian, he's a man of color, Will Smith is a Black genie. Like everybody in that movie was people of color. Um, so... I guess he forgot that part, but he right. he went on a tweet that he doesn't think it'll make the billion dollar mark, but he undoubtedly believes that Little Mermaid will get a sequel. Um, and and that last part, it's the energy behind it all, right? So yeah. because Aladdin made over one billion dollars, um, which to put it in reference. The only other Disney movies to do that was Lion King in 2019, which is trash. <laughs> Did not like that live action. Um, mainly it was Beyonce. Fault. I didn't we'll, either. We'll, we'll get on. We'll, we'll get that to that another <laughs> day. But I blame Beyonce. Um, Beauty and the Beast um, live action. Mm-hmm. And then Alice in Wonderland. They all made over a billion. Um, didn't and, see Beauty and the Beast either. And so I did. I saw Beauty and the Beast. And Aladdin made over a billion. The biggest difference between all those, every actor in those movies have went on to do other things. Mina mm-hmm. has not. Um, he hasn't got any other roles after Aladdin, so he's bitter. He's bitter, and that bitterness jumped over to Mrs. Be- Miss Bailey um, and her cast in, in Little Mermaid. And once again, if he just mind his business, let things play out, he wouldn't have to delete his Twitter like he did. <laughs> I know you got some thoughts. Just mind your business. Yeah, mind your business is all I'm going to say. Like, 
First of all, Minamasud, um, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his name. One, I didn't even know that he was the title actor in Aladdin because it just was not, he wasn't the draw. You know what I'm saying? And so you, yes, as the title character, you should be a part of the draw. Unfortunately, sir, you are not a part of the draw. In fact, he got lost in the whole Will Smith of it all throughout the entire portion of the film throughout the production uh, throughout the production of the film throughout the uh, branding and marketing of the film it was about will smith it was not about minimasoud or whoever and so your beef with another person of color is that you're not getting acting roles you should think about yourself and how you have been placed in that particular situation by your abilities or lack thereof to produce any more work you should be talking to your agent about the work that you're getting and not getting and how they're selling you and how they're not selling you. And of course they wouldn't be able to sell you. I did, he was not a factor for me in that, in that movie. The only person I remember was Will Smith. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. Will Smith was the title character, not Minimasode. We didn't even know who that was before the movie. And afterwards, we still didn't know who you were. You weren't a breakout actor. I mean, so mind your business. It's, um, well, yeah, he fell into the the atmosphere of you know playing alongside Will Smith, right? Will Smith is the um, he's the A lister, right? Yeah, he's he's one of the reasons he's the biggest movie star in the world, or was in the world. It depends on where he stands after slapping Chris Rock. But especially internationally, <laughs> especially internationally. Um, once again, I, I said it multiple times, you know, I read his autobiography. And one of the things that he used to do when a movie would go abroad, he would couple that with a show. So, like, he would put on shows abroad along with his movies. So, like, that's why he's such a big star abroad. Um, mm-hmm. So Will Smith was a, a huge reason for um, that movie going over, you know, a billion. Because even if you think about, the young lady who played Jasmine, Naomi Scott, um, she hasn't really gotten any roles or mm-hmm. major roles after that either. Um, it's really, it's it's rare. It's rare where a movie makes a billion and the two of the three leading actors don't work anymore. Um, like, Mina was like, he was upset because he was like, yo, I haven't even got out. I don't even get called for auditions. Like, how are you in the biggest movie of the year? And I can't even get an audition. Right. So like he has a, he has a bigger issue with Hollywood. Um, Mm -hmm. And he didn't mind his business and he threw a stray over at um, Little Mermaid, which has Mm -hmm. an actress that everybody loves. Like everybody rides for, for, for Halle Bailey. Um, and yeah. he didn't know. He found out real quick. Um, as we were like getting ready to talk about this topic, I was trying to figure out more and like read more about him. And it's it's crazy. Like he's he's gotten to the point to where he's like charging for content on his Instagram. <laughs> what? Like yeah, he make you subscribe to get like content from him so he can make money. It is it's crazy. Yikes. Um, how- so you basically doing a dry version of OnlyFans on your IG. <laughs> And you come in at Halle Bailey, don't do it. Don't do it. Like she is, she, at this point, she is Hollywood royalty. Yeah. And once again, I'm Her not going to 
I'm not gonna frame it that he came after her. He was just like, yo, mad, mad, right? Um, in his feelings, in his feelings, and, and yeah. that movie called Astray because I I think that's this is probably what the the first live action after Aladdin. So mm-hmm. it, it could have been, I think it could have been any really live action movie. Um, if they did Finding Nemo <laughs> live action, uh, whoever was the voice of Nemo would have caught a straight because he's looking, he's, he's looking for an answer to why his career is and where he feel it should be. Um, Will Smith said something in response to his 2019 article when he, when this first came out that he wasn't getting any roles and Will Smith, like it don't supposed to be easy. Like after your first movie, you have to work harder. And I think that's where he might fall short. Like he is, he's not working harder. Right, he thinks. All right, mm-hmm. I'm in this billion dollar movie. I was a star. Now I no longer have to do auditions. I no longer have to do these things. And unfortunately, that wasn't true for him. And now he finds himself struggling, struggling to stay relevant. Um, I think he got something on Netflix coming out. Um, but it is what it is. I ain't got nothing much more to say about him. Yeah. Well, I I do. I mean, he looks. <laughs> so here's the thing about it, right? I I feel like I'm pretty sure why you're not getting roles, sir. One, you are not a, a a standout artist. You are not a standout actor, and you look like somebody's weird auntie. Like it, it, it it's, it's it's troubling for me to see this person as a breakout star or a, a a standalone leading man when I'm seeing you know someone's weird little auntie. I'm seeing. Fade to dust. I'm seeing. We don't know you. Like we don't know her. It, it, it's giving me Mariah Carey. We don't know her. <laughs> so, again, I'm trying to figure out why you upset with everybody else but yourself and your agent. Mind your business. <laughs> I mean the biggest. Get a new like, look. I mean the biggest struggle, right? It's it's the role you chose. To be perfectly honest, yeah. um, because. Aladdin, all you did was regurgitate something that was already cartoon made, right? Um, and you weren't a star before. So, like, I don't think Haley will fall into this category because she was a star before this, right? Like, she, she was, was. She had a following Huge. before Little Mermaid, right? I don't know who Prince Eric is. Like, I've never seen him before, the dude who plays Prince Eric. I don't know who he is. Um, so, he might fall into that same category as Mina, but I doubt it because I think Prince Eric is white. So <laughs> he's definitely going to mm. get another shot. Um, but I don't know who, like, I don't know who this dude is. Um, yeah. I'm trying to pull him up now because and it's even who, hard Who, Asad or the guy Jonah Howard King. It's okay. who plays um Prince Eric in this movie. Um, and we'll see. We'll see if his career is take the same arc as Mina after this movie or if he blows. Okay. And, then, and then that's who Mina should be throwing strays at if that happens. Exactly. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, he's he hasn't had anything worth of note, at least to me, up until this movie. So yeah. let's let's watch his let's watch his career. But as it turns to Hallie, she's going to be good. Uh, she, and he's going to get outshined by Hallie. Like you said, she had a following. She had everything going on for herself. So he's going to get outshined. And, but you know what? I would I would let her be outshined, and I'll be along for the ride, baby. 
Sure yeah, would. I, it was it was dope. It was dope to see her, especially in her first movie. She she definitely can act. Um, it was good. It was good. It was good to see. It was good to see. Um, and I love seeing um, my you know young young black women in my life. Um, kids, right, with kids who are taking their daughters and their daughters are dressing up, having just um, loving seeing themselves on the big screen. Like that's that's what it's all about. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about giving them the opportunity to see themselves. Um, but if y'all haven't Love seen it, it, I say give it a go. It's a pretty good movie. It's just a little long. It was over two hours. Um, okay, <laughs> fair long. enough. A little long. I've been complaining ever since I found that out like a month ago. It's like, why is this movie two hours long? Cartoon right. like an hour and 20 minutes. Why is the live action two hours long? Um, they got to get the story out. It's about the story, baby. <laughs> I mean, but once again, they they did. They went more into detail on, on certain things. And I won't go into deep dive because I don't want to ruin it. If any listen, we'll okay. see it. But um, yeah. We might go see it tomorrow or maybe in a week or two because I just mm-hmm. want all the kids to go see it first because I don't want to be sitting in there with no yelling kids or no <laughs> kids eating popcorn or this or that. I don't want no kids. No. Yeah, so it was my daughter's first time going to the movies and we were nervous um, and she did she did really well. But there were just moments where um, she would talk um, or she would ask questions and I'm like, Shh, mm-hmm. be quiet because people in front see? of you, I don't want to bother them. So it was just one of those things. Um, I'm sorry. I love kids, but that's the that's that part where I'm like, kids be talking <laughs> and stuff like no, 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 no. So what I'll do is I'll I'll be a I'll practice what I preach. I'll mind my business and just go see it later <laughs> after the kids go see it. Because what I'm not about to do is sit in there with no kids watching this movie and I'm trying to be entertained and these and kids talking. all over the place. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's that's Mm-mm. the one thing where, you know. It's difficult. I'd be like, ah. we want to take her to see these things, but we we very much think about how um, how she's going to impact other people's experiences. Um, it's the reason gotcha. why when we book a fight when we book flights on a plane with our daughter, we don't sit side by side. I someone sits in front of her. Um, okay. So if she's kicking a seat, she's kicking us. You know what I mean? Gotcha. She's not kicking a stranger the whole flight. That's really smart. Um, like that's Absolutely. something that we, we think about that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's, that's, I wish more parents did. <laughs> <laughs> I wish more parents did. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You, you had to ask a fool, right? What was that? You had to ask a fool. Yeah. So I did have to ask a fool. So let me ask you a question. Okay. So, of course, this is never going to be a likely situation with you or I, right? God willing. (laughs) But let's say you are a small storefront pastor and you have a seedy reputation for, one, being a closeted homosexual. Two, um, and I can say closeted homosexual. I am a homosexual. Thank y'all. Okay. So if in case you haven't <laughs> tuned into our podcast. Uh, so let's say you're a closeted homosexual. <laughs> um, you have eyebrows arched to heaven. You have a penciled in drawn on mustache. <laughs> you have a rap sheet longer than a CVS receipt. You are also a convicted pedophile. <laughs> 
And let's just say you happen to find yourself on Facebook trolling around, probably for children, but trolling around nonetheless, okay? And you come across a Chick-fil-A posting where they have highlighted one of their Chick-fil-A employees of the month, and it just so happens to be a non-gender conforming young man who has hair, he has eyelashes and makeups and things of that nature. His preferred pronouns are he, him, but, you know, visibly he looks like a young lady. All right. So suppose you see this and you're you are this person with these identities. Okay? Um, you are also a married person, by the way. So you're married to a biological woman. And you happen to comment on said page and say, hmm, it looks like they're taking so much for this being a, a, a Christian faith organization with people like this being at the forefront of your branding and advertisement. Let's say all those things happened and you said this one thing, how would you expect people to react to you? (laughs) Um, So first, um, actually there's two things. Um, One, this is another lesson in mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mind your business. Um, two, um, because of their selection of this, uh, Chick-fil-A employee, does that give, uh, us more of a path to eat Chick-fil-A guilt-free? <laughs> um. <laughs> what I'll say is, and, and, and I do not speak for the LGBT community, so I'm not going to put this out there that we all should. You all have your own opinions. I have my opinion. I eat Chick-fil-A. I ate so much Chick-fil-A last week that I should be ashamed of myself for eating so much Chick-fil-A. I still eat Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so how would I expect people to respond? Um, because I am a black pastor and black churches are still haven't came around to fully embracing and accepting our LGBTQIA plus mm-hmm. brothers and sisters. I would expect that what I am saying will be celebrated and accepted, to be perfectly honest, mm. just because of how toxic yep. um, and violent um, that community is towards the, towards the LGBTQ+. Um, so even though I'm a pastor, my, I feel my congregation and, and people who um, believe such as I believe would be okay with me saying whatever I say, saying however I feel, and there wouldn't be any repercussions behind that. Just because this Mm -hmm. is the unfortunate culture that we breed in the Black church um, in God's year 2023. Like, (laughs) one one day, one day, the Black church will get it right. Um, But that ain't today, clearly, by this pastor. So that's, that's what I would expect. But I am guessing, because you're bringing this to me, that is not the reaction that he got. That was not quite the reaction that he got. So some of the churchy folks were like, oh my gosh, yes, pastor. And actually his exact words were so much for Chick-fil-A being a Christian founded establishment. I don't see any Christian standards in this whatsoever. As true believers, we must not compromise. And so the true believers got on the comment section and laid her out. Okay. And, I, and by her, I mean this pastor, because <laughs> here we go. 
One person said, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That's Matthew 22, 37 through 39. And he said, right, I'll keep you in my prayers too, precious. What I won't do is get all ignorant with you and go back and forth on someone else's status that I respect. Take care now, dear heart. Okay, that was his response. Then some girl named Bobby Milanakis said, Senior Pastor Morris Graham, because that's his name, okay? Senior Pastor Morris Graham, (laughs) you need to shut TF up. Let's not act like you don't like uh, having sexual relations with boys and transgendered individuals. That's not quite what it says, but I'm going to improvise here. <laughs> Let's not act like you don't like to have sex with these people in the anus. You was in a whole relationship with someone named Robbie driving his car while he was at work at CVS and screwing a transgender girl in the bathroom while I had to sit out in the living room and listen to all of that stuff. You were still a pastor at the time, still preaching the word of God and drawing in your eyebrows and your mustache. So please drag yourself to hell. (laughs) Bobby laid him out. Okay. And everyone then proceeded to like go to his page and like, see, I even took a few screenshots of this man's face so that people could see. So if you are looking at the live video uh, here, or if we have a clip for today where we do something live, hold on, let me pull it up, let me pull it up, let me pull it up. My, okay, my stuff ain't (laughs) moving like I wanted to. Uh, Come on now, here we go, okay. So, This dude does indeed have drawn-in eyebrows. He does have a penciled-in mustache. (laughs) He speaks very interestingly, which may lead you to believe that some of this stuff is true. He is also the pastor of a storefront church. It looks exactly like a storefront church. How do I know? Because I I grew up in some storefront churches where there were only eight members, including the pastor (laughs) and the drummer. And the first lady, quote unquote, first lady. Okay. And that was very interesting as well. And so even if he thought he had people to have his back, you only have a congregation of about five people outside yourself, your wife, and the drummer. (laughs) So what that leads me to believe is, let's lead us back to the topic for today, mind your business. And more so, mind your business, because you ain't got nobody that's going to have your back. (laughs) You got five people in your little storefront church, if that's even your church. There we go. (laughs) Like, this is the the crazy thing, right? It's always people with, like, bones falling out their closet who got the most to say when you really should be minding your business. Because if you was minding your business... All of this information and all these skeletons would have been flying out your closet onto Instagram or wherever you're posting these things and being put out Mm -hmm. into the world, right? No one, your congregation probably would have never found out you were a pedophile. Um, Your congregation would have never found out that you like um, kicking it with men. I'll just leave it there. (laughs) Um, And the only reason why they know these things now is because you had the audacity to call out something that wasn't even confirmed. It was like a photo of an employee and you took it yeah. that far. And now you've been exposed 
and it's going to like make everything crumble. <laughs> yep. Here's the picture. <laughs> you see the penciled in mustache, yeah. the eyebrows arched to, to high heaven, <laughs> oh, which is not indicative of someone being LGBTQ, by the way. It's but not. It's not. But as soon as you put that picture up, the first thing all I could think of and all that went off in my head was, I am delivered. <laughs> yeah. I am delivered. I want women, 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 women. I don't like men's no more. I don't like men's okay. no more. Like, that was literally. <laughs> let me pull up the rap sheet because somebody put his whole rap sheet in the comment section. And it's quite, it's, it's actually quite disturbing. And I am a little appalled. So here it is. It says, and this is true, so this ain't no Tasha K moment, right, where it's alleged. This is actual docket from Washington District uh, Circuit Court. So this young man, Morris Graham, because that's him, okay, and this is his name, 27 of Washington, D.C., was sentenced today to 32 months in prison for sexually assaulting a 14-year-old boy at Union Station earlier this year. The U.S. attorney, Jesse K. Liu, who is actually a U.S. attorney, uh, announced this today. Graham pled guilty in May of 2018 in the Superior Court of the District of Columbia to a charge of attempted second-degree child sexual abuse. He was sentenced by the Honorable Rana L. Beck. Upon completion of his prison term, Graham will be placed on 10 years of supervised release. So not only are you not minding your business, but you're also not minding your business because you're in the house on supervised release, okay, for the next 10 years. Or, or that was 2018, so you still got about a, a, a good couple years left in that supervised <laughs> years. He also will be required to register as a sex offender for the next 10 years. So according to the government's evidence, on February 28, 2018, the victim had come to the District of Columbia with his family for a memorial honoring the late Reverend Billy Graham at the U.S. Capitol. I'm going to fast forward this. So what he did was once he got inside of an elevator, the young man got in the 14-year-old who was the a victim of this abuse, got into the elevator. He stood behind the young man once someone got into the elevator. Then he moved next to the young man. When the door closed again, the young man was going downstairs to the bathroom. He proceeded to take his genitals out of his pants and take the young boy's hand and make him touch his genitals. And this, I, I'm sorry, I should have put a trigger warning here because that, that could have triggered someone. And I do apologize. So trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. So not only are you a nasty person in your spirit, you're also a, a nasty person altogether by forcing people of the a, a underage people to touch you in your exposed self in public. That is not okay. Where is that okay? Where is that? Where is that? Where are the Christian values in that? Where's the God in that? Ain't no God in you. What are you doing, sir? And you're married to a woman and a pastor of a church. Like I said, this is beyond. This is just beyond. And all he had to do, mm-hmm. all he should have done, and all I'm going to tell y'all to do. Mm-hmm. Is mine your fucking business? Please, please. And on it, that note, I'm gonna end it because I'm disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, quite disgusting. Oh. Quite disgusting. <laughs> so, <laughs> till next week for one half of the educated fools. This is Doctor J. 
And this is your other half, Jarrell. Peace, everybody. Peace, 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 peace.